Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. world. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If you're just tuning in for the first time, hello and welcome. This is the show where I speak to fellow actors and make them tell me about the roles they didn't get and the things that have hurt them and the stories that have made them cry. And sometimes we talk about really exciting things and fun things and amazing Cinderella type stories. And that's great, too. And sometimes we cry. As a reminder, I like to tell everyone that this show These interviews are recorded weeks in advance. I did that because I thought that maybe I'd be going back to work by the time this particular interview came out. However, some people in America think that COVID is a joke and doesn't exist and you don't need to wear your mask. And to them, I say, wear your mask. It's real. It has killed somebody that was very influential in my life. It has killed a lot of people in this country. It is real. People are sick and people are dying. And we do need to come together, like all those damn commercials say, to stop this. Just wear your mask. Be considerate of others. Take care of each other. And we can get through this. Today on the show, we have JT Neal. You know him best from Bless This Mess. Sierra Burgess is a loser. He has a new movie called Life in a Year that's coming out soon. This is my conversation with JT Neal. Hello, JT. How's it going? Going good. How are you? You know, uh, I would say I can't complain, but I, I have a lot of reasons to complain. <laughs> but I Do tell today. more. Today. Okay. Okay. You'll save it for the next time? Yeah, next time. Oh, good. How are you enjoying the uh, stay-at-home orders? Well, you know, I'm I'm somewhere between uh, I haven't cut my own hair yet, but I have tried <laughs> to make a loaf of sourdough. So, I'm- Wait, did you make a loaf? I I tried to make a loaf. Okay. It, it, I, I have some starter if you need it. I'll bring it over. Oh, please bring it over. Our starter yeah. was so bad and it turned <laughs> out like a hockey puck. It was terrible. Oh no, that sounds <laughs> bad. Really bad. Yeah, it was uh it was not good. Oh so, man. But other than that, you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 actually ho- uh, hanging in there. That's always good to hear. I know it's uh, been a little wackadoodle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How are you holding up? Good, you know, just trying to find things to do around the house. I feel like I've done all the projects that one can do. Um, <laughs> so many things you can do. I mean, I don't know yeah. about you, but I live in a in a in an apartment, and there's only so much you can do in an apartment with a balcony. You know, 
<laughs> I found that there's only so many books that you can actually sit down and focus on as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of audiobooks. Yeah, audiobooks are always good. Podcasts, yeah. audiobooks, things like that. Exactly. So take me back. How did you get into acting? What was it that, that made you catch the bug? Well, I, uh, I was kind of a, a mischievous kid when I was in elementary school. And, uh, oh, no. Yeah, I, I grew up in this really small town where sports are kind of everything. You know, football is king. It's very Friday Night Lights. And, mm. uh, and that just never really was my thing. And, and so I didn't have a proper outlet for my energy. Um, so I would be in class and I'd be talking and I'd be getting in trouble all the time with, uh, you know, just for disrupting the class. And I had an English teacher, uh, who told me one day I could either go back to the principal's office or I could go audition for the play. So, uh, the school play. So thankfully she had that foresight. Uh, and (laughs) I went and auditioned for the one act play and it was, I was hooked. That was seventh grade. Uh, they get you young. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It, I, I, I had never acted before. I loved movies growing up, but I had never even thought about acting or wanting to do it for a career. But after that, I was like, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to Hollywood. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, you knew in seventh grade. You were like, that's it. I've got my path. Well, it was the first thing that I did that I felt like I not that I was qualified for, but that I could become more <laughs> qualified for than football right. and baseball and basketball and everything else that was at my disposal at the time. Uh, I get that. So, I, I didn't even try the whole sports thing. That just doesn't sound like something I could do. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. It was, that was my PE requirement. We had to do oh athletic. So, and we had to play two sports. So it was either football, basketball, or track. So I was, was so terrible at basketball. So I played football. <laughs> I ran track and did high jump and some stuff to meet my requirements. But uh, my high school didn't have any sports. So I got out of that real quick. How, how's that possible? High school with no sports. What high school were you at? Uh, Booker T. Washington high school for the performing and visual arts. It was, uh, ah. it's a school in Dallas and, uh, they, uh, all of, all of your electives are, um, performance, uh, performance art based or visual art based. Uh, I was in the theater cluster. So all of my, um, uh, extracurriculars were, you know, like mask work or mime oh, truth. Fun. Yeah. So it was a really kind of comprehensive education, even before college or anything, you know, I was learning how to uh, design lights and I was learning how to wow. design costumes and you kind of had to do everything to become really well-rounded. Yeah. That sounds like such a good education for a high school. Like that's pretty amazing. That's the kind of stuff that you usually learn when you're in college. Definitely. And I, I, I think it almost over-prepared me for mm. life after high school. You know, it was uh, <laughs> because I, I got to, I got to a college program and it was, I was very much like, I've read these books. I've read these plays. I've, I've studied this work. Like this is what I did freshman year of my high school. So um, it, it was a gift wow. and a curse. Right. So did you stick at college? Did you stay or did you say, see you later? I'm out of here. I, it's not going to be a popular <laughs> for a lot of parents listening, but I said, see you later. Um, yeah. I, left, I did one full entire semester. Oh. And, and I said, sayonara. And I, I left much to my hey. parents' grand, I'm sure, but they were very supportive. 
<laughs> that's what happens. I, I have stopped and started college so many times in my life. So I'm just like, I think I'm done with it. I'll just continue right. reading and that'll be it. <laughs> it will always be there if I want to go back. Right. That's what I've always said, too. If I want to yeah. go back, I'll just pull a James Franco and go back to school. Sleep in a exactly. class. It'll be fine. Or you haven't decided you want to go back. Yes. So, okay, you say sayonara to college, and then what? You just moved to L.A.? Exactly. I, uh, wow. I said I got to dive right in, and, and the, the best training I have found for this business is on-the-job training. Um, 100%. So, and, and I, I, I never found when I was – auditioning and things like that, cast directors being like, you know, what's your college education? How much formal uh, no. college acting training do you have? Like nobody ever asked yeah. me that. Just like, Especially not in like film and TV. I mean, maybe in theater, they're a little more diligent about that stuff. But in film and TV, I would laugh so hard if casting director asked me what college I went to. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to see myself out. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave. <laughs> you're probably looking for. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So did you know anybody out in LA or was it just like a gut reaction? You're just going to go. I, I knew a couple of people because I, I came from this really tight knit community um, from Dallas. A lot of the the kids that I went to acting school with and acting classes mm -hmm. with in Dallas um, ended up moving to Los Angeles around the same time I did. So I had a couple of connections, maybe two or three. And slowly over time, more and more of them have moved out um, mm. to Los Angeles. And that makes it really helpful to have friends um, to start out. But um, it wasn't a lot. It, it, it took a little bit for me to kind of catch on to a group, to catch on to some friends. Um, yeah. And it makes all the difference to have that. It does. It does. I've lived in LA almost my whole life, so I luckily didn't have to go through that. But yeah. I I commend anybody who just moves to LA because I, it's so hard to meet people that you can connect with. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So you're out in LA and you have a group of friends and you probably have an apartment at this point. And then what, what was your first big like audition or your first big booking? Uh, well, I, when I moved to Los Angeles, uh, the year that I dropped out, um, I, <laughs> I, I signed with my manager and the first thing that she sent me on, um, I ended up testing for, um, wow. I don't remember what it was. It was a pilot for NBC, I believe. And mm -hmm. I ended up testing for that. And that was kind of the validation that I needed to like say, okay, I'm, I'm on the right track. It, it yeah. you know, it's not a, it, I didn't end up booking it. Um, so it wasn't a win, but it was definitely like a, slightly different win I mean anytime you can get into a room these days is a win definitely yeah it, it, and it for somebody that didn't have any experience I had done one other job before when I was still in high school and mm -hmm. um and I hadn't I didn't have anything else and so I, that was a completely different space to be in and then yeah we, we auditioned for uh I say we because my team has been so instrumental <laughs> um, I love it but we, we, we had this audition for a show called The Haunted Hathaways, which was a, it was a Nickelodeon show for a few years. And um, I was recurring as uh, the lead girl's boyfriend. Um, wow. That was first uh, job in L.A. post dropout. Um, That's I, amazing. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I I had always wanted to be on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. And, and that was like the first real consistent work that I had. And, and yeah. I think eight episodes or nine episodes. I can't remember exactly. 
That's a good amount for somebody who's just moved to LA. Like that's a amazing amount of work. Yeah. It it, it was very, I was like, man, this is going to be so easy. And then, (laughs) and then the show got canceled um, after (laughs) that season and I didn't work again for almost an entire year. Yeah. Uh, It was almost literally an entire calendar year. I didn't work. And uh, oh yeah, I've been there before. It sucks. <laughs> it's a really hard place to be because you come from this like really high, high, you know, this mm-hmm. energy of like, man, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing exactly what I've always wanted to do. And then you go to just nothing. You yeah. Know? Uh, it's just no- the worst because you're so not used to it at that point. You're like, but wait, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's why I think, I think it's a good thing for people to hear no for a little bit before they hear yes, because it, it lets you appreciate the yes that much more. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to appreciate the yeses. Yeah. So it, it took a while for me to get the next thing, but once I did, the ball was slowly rolling and, um, you know, it's, it's been picking up speed every year since then. Which is great. You've done a couple Netflix movies. And of course, you were one of the leads on Bless This Mess, which is dope. Love that show. Thank you. Thank you very much. How is it to work with like Belle and Dak Shepard? Because I feel like they are so much fun. <laughs> They're exactly what you would imagine. Um, <laughs> Lake is so genuinely herself all the time. Um, so what you see in the show is, you know, basically what you get from her in real life. She's so sweet and calm. And I love when she would direct because nobody was allowed to yell at anybody on set when she was directing. Oh my God. What a queen. If anybody started to raise their voice or get an attitude about anything, she'd be like, Hey, I'm going to need you to step outside for a second and take a quick breather and then come back in because. Oh my God. I was like this, this woman. I love her. She is the most powerful woman I've ever known. Um, That's amazing. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you don't get that a lot, you know, but she she was very intentional from the beginning um, about making our show easy to work on and, Mm. and uh, collecting a crew of people that were easy to work with. So yeah, she, she is just a dream to work with. And Dax is so hilarious and incredible at his job. Like he made takes go by so fast. Any scene Mm. that we had together I mean, we would just knock out because, you know, you didn't have to wait around for him to find it. Right. Or he just always had it. So, yeah. He's such they, a pro. They're just, they were just absolute dreams to work with. That's so cool. I love when I actually hear that because you always expect, you know, the people that you look up to and the people that you love watching, you want them to be amazing. And then you can hear stories of like horror stories and you're like, damn it, I really wanted that person to be great. Yeah, yeah, and you always hear "Don't meet your heroes," but yep. I got with my heroes for two seasons, and they were every bit as amazing as I had made them out to be in my mind. Oh, that's so cool! I love that. Yeah, what a blessing! Bless this mess was exactly. <laughs> as a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So, okay, on Thanks for Coming In, we share stories of the ones that got away or, you know, heartbreaking stories or even ones that come in to turn into Cinderella's. Do you have a story like that? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I have a few. I, there are definitely several projects, uh, you know, with this business, it's 90% the one that got away. Um, yep. <laughs> it, it's hard to pin down an exact one, but, you know... I. I, I've been I've been pinned to play Elvis Presley I think four times at this point, which is my dream job, and oh and I have gotten to like the last maybe two or three guys for it, and then something always happens. It, somebody somebody else ends up booking it, or the project itself falls through, or like mm. something doesn't happen. So it, it's it, it's been um, since I moved out to Los Angeles. One of my first big auditions was for this big Elvis movie that never ended up happening. Um, based on this book that I had read prior to the audition, even that oh, I, wow. um, and, uh, and so when that fell through, I was like, I was crushed. I was devastated. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, you know what, it'll be the next one. And then the next one rolled around and something else <laughs> like that happened. And so I had oh a few with Elvis and I still have not played Elvis yet. And that's still my dream role. But, um, I, I think the I think the more fun story is the one that kind of ended up being the Cinderella story. Um, okay. So I I was auditioning for this movie called uh, Life in a Year, mm-hmm. Jaden Smith and Cara Delevingne, and um, it was you know it's your young adult teen drama. Um, 
you know, it's very fault in our stars. The guy falls in love with the girl who has mm-hmm. kids, who's very sick. And he, he tries to give her all of the milestones that a person could ever ask for in a lifetime in the remaining time that she has left. Uh, and it was this beautiful, beautiful story. And I went in and I didn't exactly know what they were looking for, for this guy. So I just kind of did what I thought this guy would be like. Um, he was a former fat kid who, you know, got in shape and, you know, that's kind of where his mentality is for everything now. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. if I find something, I can succeed. Um, so I, I went in, I did the audition and, uh, I was like, you know, I don't think that that went well. Um, oh, no. I felt really bad about it. I, I called my parents and I was like, that was one of the worst auditions I've ever had. I, I don't even know why they called me in. This was oh. I felt so awkward in the room and, and I don't know what it was, but I just didn't feel like I did a good job. And that's just the worst too, because you're like so stoked on something. And then you're like, ah, son of a bitch. I messed it up. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to hate me. And I think that that's what it is, is. I put so much pressure on the project when I went in. Cause I was like, man, I would love to work with, with Jaden and Kara and, you know, yeah. was producing. And I was like, these are people that I would just love to work with. And, uh, I felt like I blew that audition. Mm. Well, a couple weeks later I get a call back. Um, and, uh, I, and at I, that point, are you just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is, this is not real. You guys are <laughs> like, you meant to call somebody else. Right. Um, but I, I went and I did the callback, uh, and I was like, Hey, that callback actually, you know, felt a lot better. Um, you know, I, I, I felt more confident with it and, uh, I don't know. I, I just kind of unleashed everything. I was mm. holding back in the beginning and I just kind of unleashed and, um, a, another couple weeks go by and I get a call. Hey, they want to, they want to do a chemistry read with you and Jaden and the other guy in the mix. Wow. Uh, so there's like, it's like a, uh, the three musketeers, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like me, Jaden, and then, um, another guy. Um, and they were just doing mix and matches to see which trio worked the best. Oh, I hate those two. Those are the most awkward situations. You're just sitting there like, I wish you luck, but also can you please suck? Because I really yeah. want this. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to build this chemistry with somebody that you met four seconds ago. In the yeah. Week. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really awkward, but Jaden was so incredibly cool as everybody knows. Um, when I went in and, uh, I went in with a couple of different guys and, um, we just had a lot of fun, you know, they were like, F the script right now, just play, you know, the story of the script. And I was in there with, um, with Caleb and Misha, the director and mm. uh, some other producers and stuff like that. And, and Jaden and, you know, this other guy, and, uh, we were just kind of playing around and it was so much fun. And I remember this one group, it was me and Jaden and this guy, Stoney, um, Stoney Blyden. And, uh, wait, is his real name? Stoney? Stoney. Yeah. Well, I think it's Thorsted. He's going to listen to this and be like, dude, you butchered my name, but he's <laughs> his name is like Thorsted Bjornsson or something like that. But he goes by Stoney. Stoney. Got it. So, uh, I just felt right. Like we were clicking, we were making each other laugh. And, uh, I was like, man, that felt really good. And, and then we were done and we left and everything. Everybody said their goodbyes and, uh, a couple weeks go by and, and I was just waiting to hear like, did you get it? Did you get it? And yeah. And I got the call and they were like, Hey JT, we got some news. 
you didn't get it. Um, uh. We're so sorry. Like we thought that this was yours. They loved you. They just wanted to go a different direction with the character. And they thought. Uh, I hate that excuse too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and You're so, like, but what direction? I can be that direction. What direction is that? I was like, tell me what you need. I can do anything. <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was my, my agent, and my manager were both like, we honestly are shocked. We thought that this was going your way. Casting was calling us saying that they love you and yada, 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 which only makes, you know, it just makes it worse. Cause you're just like, so everyone loved me except for one person. Who's the one person. Can I send them a fruit basket? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but for some reason when they called me, I was like, you know what guys, like I'm good. I feel really good about this. I feel really at peace for some reason. Something's telling me it's not the end for this. And they were like, yeah, well, except for the fact that the guy is being flown to Canada in like three weeks. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I feel good though. I feel, I feel happy with what I did and, and that's all I, that's all I need. And um, I don't Your know. reps probably thought you had lost it at that point. They're like, oh, that was his bottom. He just hit bottom. He's gone crazy. Yeah, They were like, he's moving back to Texas. Yeah, he's done. Um. And they were like, uh, okay. My girlfriend was pissed. She was like, what? You, you were, yeah, she wasn't even in the room. She was like, you were, <laughs> you deserved it. Um, which by the way, everybody needs a champion like that. Uh, uh, yeah. But it was just like, I don't know. There was this feeling that I had, like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's everything's going to be okay. And, and I went on with my life. I, I went and auditioned for another project and, um, a film and, they were trying to figure out some dates and like that we almost closed the deal on it. And then, uh, I was set to come home for Easter. Um, my, mm. my nephew was being baptized for Easter and I wanted to come home to Texas for that and be there for yeah. that. Um, my, uh, my manager called me one day and was like, this is almost a month later. She calls me and she's like, Hey, is there any way you can change your, your flight, um, to Texas? Uh, is this, are these dates hard set? Like, is there any yeah. possibility on it? And I was thinking it was for this, you know, smaller movie that would be fun, but I was like, Hey, I don't want to miss my nephew's big day for, you know, a smaller project like this. Um, I can, I'm happy to work around anyway. I need to whatever. And she mm-hmm. was like, I'm just going to cut to the chase. The other guy fell through for life in a year and they need to know your availability today. Oh my God. And I was like, look, I could be on a plane right now. <laughs> You're like, screw the nephew. I'm there. Yeah, send me to Toronto. My nephew is a year old. He won't even remember. It's all Yeah. Nice. Just Photoshop and, you in. Exactly. And, um, they were like, okay, I didn't have the offer at this point, but they, they were just kind of scrambling. They were like, we got to find our options. And, um, we, they were like, they, they gave us until I think like 8 PM tonight, they're going to tell us. Oh and, gosh. uh, I sat there for the rest of the day. This was at like noon and I had to sit uh, for the rest of the day, just like, Oh my God, do I, did I act like, is this actually happening? And, um, they called me like at eight Oh five or something like that. And, uh, they were like, you got the job. Oh and my God. I just, this wave of excitement and happiness. I started crying. I was like, there's no way that this is even possible. I, I mean, it, Everybody was like, Hey, it's gone. Like, it's not yours. We're so sorry. We were shocked. And 
I don't know why I had that feeling like everything was going to be okay. And that's so crazy that you somehow knew that yeah, that was I, still going to come back to you. It's just a feeling I had. And, and my reps wow. today are like, look, you are so much closer to whatever cosmic forces out there, <laughs> or whatever it is. Like we need you to pray for everything from now on. <laughs> right. They just start calling you like, Hey, so, uh, TJ's yeah. up for this role. Can you put in a good word? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I ended up, I ended up booking it. I, and I'm not sure why the other actor wasn't able to do it or what, but I wasn't even really worried about it. I was like, yeah, I I found that that actually happens like more than we know about. I replaced somebody on a show once purely because they weren't saying a line that like the producer really really wanted them to say a certain way and they weren't getting it and they fired the person and shut down the show. It was, it's just bizarre. It's crazy. What, things happen and you, that you don't know about behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I got the call and they were like, Hey, we need him the day after Easter. Um, he can fly to Texas. We'll fly him out from Texas. Cause it shot in Toronto. So they were like, we'll fly, when, when? we'll fly him in from Texas. So I was able to be there for my nephew. And I started work the next day. I was on wow. a huge movie with Jaden Smith. And, uh, coincidentally enough, Stony Blyden, he uh he booked the other role so we so uh, you knew you knew that it was gonna be you two exactly the trio that we had that i felt really good about is is ultimately what ended up uh in the film and uh i i'm it it has it doesn't have a release date yet but um i i can't wait for people to see it i got to see a a a preview of it uh, a couple years ago and it was just so oh it's so beautiful so i hope people get to see it really soon yeah Wow, what a story. Yeah, it was it, it was the first time that that had ever happened. And I was like, look, I don't know that this is exactly how I want the next bookings for the rest of my life yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah, a <But laughs> little, little stressful, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, 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 is my, uh, that is my story. That's a good story. That's a great Thanks. story. Thank you. It's just wild what what happens in the casting process. It always just blows my mind. Well, it just goes to show everything about this business is just so up in the air and everything is just chance. And, Mm -hmm. you know, had that actor, you know, been able to fully commit and say like, Hey, I'm good. I would have never been there. You know, I would have never gotten it. Um, And it was just by happenstance that he was doing something else or I don't even know what it was, but he couldn't do it. And I was fortunate enough to be able to step in and, and, and do it. And it, it was, yeah, a life-changing experience. That's amazing. So the movie's not out yet? Not out yet. Not out yet. Oh, um, but hopefully, hopefully very soon. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it, it's hard for me to like talk about it and not sound biased, but I really, <laughs> we saw the preview i mean i i got to take a few of my friends to it because they had a little screening it um at the sony lot and mm. they were crying afterwards and Aww. i was like, really touched by the film and i was like yes that's what i that's what i was hoping for um i love making people cry that's why i got I into this that's the best right <laughs> it is it's like oh i made you feel something <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my goodness so what's next for you uh, right now, um, you know, I, I have a few different projects that I'm, you know, that I'm looking at some stuff that I'm, uh, you know, waiting to hear back on and um, just kind of creating my own content right now. Um, 
you know, just trying to stay busy during the pandemic because mm-hmm. who knows when we're going to be able to go back to to regular work. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I'm just I don't see. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, I hope they do get it back in order real soon because I know we're all going crazy, but I just, it's so, there's so much to think about and everything right. that goes into it. Yeah. It, I, I know before we ended up getting the the news about Bless This Mess, um, they were there were a lot of talks about what it was going to look like and, you know, lunches by yourself and everybody mm. had to get temperature checks when they come in and it's just crazy. It's like, man, this is going to completely change the the face of our business. It um, is. It really is. It's going to be interesting to see how we all transition into this like next phase basically of filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Um, you know, uh, hopefully in the next few months, we'll know a little bit more and hopefully by next hopefully. year, things will, will be a little bit calmer. Um, yeah, I got new headshots in, in like January and I was like, woohoo, pilot season. Then I was like, oh, oh so that was for nothing. Great. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, okay, there goes my $500. It's cool. <laughs> Bye. Well, you just have to uh, not change how you look at all for the next foreseeable future. Exactly. I just get to stay exactly like this yeah, at least yeah. for a year. Right, right. Yeah. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm planning now for 2021. I'm like 2020 yeah. is a wash at this point. Yeah, 2020 is out the door. We, we're not playing with this year anymore. No, no. So, um, yeah. So, where can people find you on uh, the social medias? Uh, I'm I'm only on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm JT Neil on Instagram and JT underscore Neil underscore IV on Twitter. Uh, I know it's a mouthful, but <laughs> what's the IV about? I'm I'm JT Neil the fourth. Oh, uh, and I think my dad had already taken JT Neil or something, <laughs> but I needed something to differentiate, so I made it JT yeah. Neil the fourth. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing that awesome story. I can't wait to see that movie. Yeah, I, it, it, it'll. I think people will really love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, JT. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to JT Neal for coming on the show and sharing his story. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it now. You can follow us on social media. Those links are in the show notes. Next week, we have Brooke Lewis Bellis. She's an actor, producer, writer, author, everything. She does it all. She's great. We have an awesome conversation, and I'm super stoked for you to hear it. So tune in next Thursday to hear that. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.